Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Weekends were made for sports. Now do the robot voice. I want to hear it again. Meet more sir. robot. That's a terrible robot voice. A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. Everyone, meet freelance alien bounty hunter, Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp? The football guy? Yeah, I hunt aliens now. Used to catch TDs, now I catch ETs. You ever caught an alien, Shannon? Not yet, Mr. Question, but I'll let you know when I do. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. Where are the turtles? Where are the turtles? Come on, guys, get out of here. Where are the turtles? And Rashad Taylor. Nobody calls me Lebowski. You got the wrong guy. I'm the dude, man. On 1080 The Fan. Hello again. It's hour two here on Sports Sunday. Mike Rashad and Joe with you till 11 o'clock. We got audio. We have hot sports audio. Hey, oh, uh, the Pac-12 made their announcement and their plans known Friday at about noon to one o'clock. They announced what they're going to be doing. They are doing a 10 game conference only schedule that had been reported from John Wilner at the San Jose Mercury News. Um, That is what they are doing. Uh, Each team is getting an added game. Oregon's added game is Utah. That was reported a while ago. Uh, Oregon State's added game is Colorado. Um, There's a couple of Friday games for most teams in there. Oregon State actually only plays on Saturdays. Uh, Most teams do have a Friday or even Thursday game. Um, And that is their plan, roughly. Uh, They're going to do a conference title game December 18th or 19th. It will not be in Vegas as previously planned. It will be at the Stadium of the Best Record. Uh, in the conference, Vegas is uh, getting their conference game, conference title game, the two years after this year. So 21 and 22. Um, but there's some really good audio here from Larry Scott, Commissioner Scott, uh, on what is going to be happening here. There's actually a pretty solid line of questioning from the media, and he was pretty transparent on uh, on almost all of these things. One of the most important things, though, is what happens if a game gets canceled? And here's his answer. Well, you're right. There, there is no bubble, and a bubble would not be appropriate in college sports uh, and for our campuses. These are students, um, and um, uh, you know they're not going to be able to be quarantined or isolated in a bubble the same way pro sports do. Um, and we recognize that, and it's one of the reasons where we go into this with a lot of humility um, and recognizing that we've got a plan 
We're going to follow medical guidance along the way, but we're going to have to monitor how things go. And it's one of the reasons why building in flexibility to the schedule is so important, Jesse. I mean, if there is an outbreak on the team, we're going and expecting that's a real possibility. And if that happens, especially with 14 day quarantine periods currently for anyone that's a close contact, that will require the rescheduling of a game. And so basically we've got two opportunities for each team to potentially reschedule uh, or delay the start. I mean, there we realize there are some markets that don't have the requisite approvals at the moment. The start on time, uh, need to make sure they've got a safe and robust training camp to be able to play on time. If a team can't start on time, we've got the bye week to reschedule too. Uh, if there's an interruption and game needs to be rescheduled, it can be rescheduled either into the bye week or this uh, December 10th week that we have. So we're actually going and expecting, Jesse, the scenario you mentioned is a real possibility and likelihood and as much as possible, leaving a little flex for that, knowing that we still have to end by December 19th. And that's the balancing act that we tried to strike here. I think it's it's good that they're saying that. We know this is a likely thing that's going to happen, right? A team will have an outbreak or people will test positive and we're going to have to move a game. Hence why we built in the flexibility. To be honest, I kind of feel like you need a little bit more flexibility based on what we've already seen in baseball in a non-bubble sport where in a week and a half you've had three or four teams, one with a massive outbreak and two uh, two of them with mini outbreaks. Um, you need more than two weeks of flexibility, but it's good that they are admitting that this is a thing that's going to happen, right? They're not like, oh, well, we hope we'll be fine. They're like, no, we expect it. And this is one of the protocol. This is one of the protocols in places. Here's flexibility so that you can move this game if you need to. And I think just, I mean, I and I understand all that, but I think just accepting it, the fact that it's going to happen again, I don't think that's enough when we're talking about the safety of these kids. At the end of the day, that's where we have to remember, like these are college kids, 18, 19-year-old kids in most cases. So um, I, I'm, I'm not one of the, as a, as a dad, like the, just hearing that, you know, we know someone's going to get it, but we're going to move on with it anyway. Like that's not what I want to hear. No, nah, like, what are you doing? The NBA has done everything possible to make sure that, man, their players are safe. They can come up with something that works for everyone, for the whole system. Man, the National Hockey League has decided, man, we're going to do something that works for everyone, like something that makes sure that we can keep everyone safe. Baseball is not trying to keep people safe. They, they're, they're trying. I'm not saying people are not trying to, but when you're talking about not keeping this thing isolated – Man, you run the risk of people getting sick, more people getting sick, the Florida Marlins getting sick and possibly, you know, giving it to whomever they whomever they play. I think it's that's a real problem. And I'm just saying as dad, like, of course, I want to see college football back. But if, if we're talking about a one to 55 to there's 75 kids on the college team, one to 75 of them get sick. And that's not cool. That's and and then they play another team and get them sick. Like, that's not what we that what I want to hear. And I totally understand where at least the players are coming from in this thing. Larry Scott was asked, how confident are you that there's going to be a season at all? And I'll go back to approach the answer to that question with a lot of humility. And I don't know. I think we are all trying to take a step at a time. Uh, we are cautiously optimistic sitting here today. But as Dr. Ackerman mentioned, and we've tried to reinforce, there are elements outside our control that are going to have a lot of influence on that question, what's happening in our communities 
what's happening in our campuses. A lot of that's got to do with right mask wearing, social distancing, other things. What happens when uh, thousands of students come back to our campus? None of us have the answer to that question. We feel a tremendous obligation, however, uh, for the health and well-being of our student athletes, including their mental health, to provide every opportunity possible to be able to play. We understand how important, whether it's college football, men's and women's soccer, volleyball, uh, being able to practice with your team, uh, being able to play if possible, if it can be safe. We understand because we've heard loud and clear and I hear regularly, uh, directly and indirectly from our, our student athletes, how important it is to have the structure, have something that's so passionate about that they've worked so hard for uh, to preserve that opportunity for them. That's what we're determined to do, uh, to create the opportunity, preserve the opportunity if the health conditions and the community conditions allow us to go forward and if public health authorities allow us to go forward. So that's our, that's our mindset, but I, I can't make a prediction. So you don't know if there's going to be a season, but you have to have a plan just in case there's going to be a season. So it's okay. I understand you're making a plan. Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm happy that Larry Scott doesn't have his head in the sand on this, or it doesn't sound like he does. Right. Some of the stuff that we've seen reports that have been coming out of some of, some of the other conference commissioners have been a little bit worrisome to me. Like, Oh, we're going to play games with fans and you know, this is going to be this and you know, no, nothing official had come out from some of those conferences, but you know, oh, and we're going to do non-conference games. The ACC did actually announce very they're doing deaf, right? one non-conference game. Yeah, it's, it, it feels very tone deaf. So I'm glad that Larry Scott, at least in this webinar, I don't, I'm not sure, you know, behind the scenes if he feels exactly the same way, but uh, he was he he was not tone deaf. No. He was he, tone aware. He at least acknowledges that, man, listen, we still haven't stopped this thing, and it's we're going to run the risk of of – kids getting sick and people get coaches getting sick and all that. Like he, at least he understands that. Like, and which is, I'm glad that you, you know, admitted it because like you said, the, the ACC and the SEC is like, what coronavirus? I think we'll be fine. It's going to be fans there and football is the lifeblood of the, of the, you know, it's weird. <laughs> Although Larry Scott does say, we're not going to play the clip. He goes, it's a com it's a school, not a conference decision for if they're going to have fans there. No, it, you no, can it make it, you can make it a decision. conference decision Absolutely. and say no fans. Absolutely. So come on, here's the cold part. So the Patriot League and the Ivy League, they decided, yeah, we're good on fall sports. We're just going to cancel those until we get this whole thing figured out. Ivy Leagues, obviously, Cornell, Harvard, you know, uh, Yale, you know, those schools, uh, the smart schools. And then the Patriot League has a bunch of smart schools there as well. The smart schools were smart enough to say, yeah, we're good on the season. We're not going to do this. But you listen to all SEC and ACCs, like, nope, we're going to – Corona, we're definitely going to have a season. We're going to play out, get on, get out there and play football because that's what we do. We play yeah. football. Ohio right? State and Texas want fan. Like Texas was like, oh, we can get fifty percent of our stadium full. Why? You're a hot spot, Austin, Texas. Stop. Yeah, that's and and again, not not thinking that this is this is a real. I think and unfortunately, guys, there's still a lot of people that don't feel like this thing is real. You know, they feel like this is just a cold or a flu that you can get and and it moves on and and that's that. So I think there's still a lot of people that don't take this seriously enough to where they don't want to wear masks still. You know, it's not, I'm, a, I'm a patriot. I don't get to want to wear a mask. I'm a, you know, right, my freedom I'm a, I'm American. Yeah. yeah, until like, they want okay. their groceries. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I listened to a lady at the grocery store the other day as I was buying something. And mind you, masks are uncomfortable. If you have facial hair like we all do, you kind of sweat under your facial hair just with, with the mask on. It's weird, right? You get a little under nose sweat. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's super strange. So you're constantly trying to, I'm going to pull it down for a second to, to do something. So I'm at the grocery store, and 
I walk in and instantly see this lady and, and her friend or whatever just walking around with, you know, no mask. And I'm like, I'm not a super judgmental person. So I was like, you know, I don't I don't care, you know. So I'm just keep I keep going on about my stuff. I, I buy my little things. I'm at the little self-checkout. And I see her talking to one of the managers at Fred Meyer and telling her how targeted she feels that people are saying stuff, workers are saying stuff about wearing a mask. And I just shouldn't have to wear a mask if I don't want to. And I'm looking at this lady like, you idiot. Do you not know what's happening right now? Do you not see all the numbers going up or do you not read the like? It was like, oh, all right, man. And she looked at me like she wanted me to want to say something to me. Oh, she, she wanted a conversation. She, she didn't want that with me, though. The, pe- the people who go in in that situation, they want someone to say something so they, no, can, they can confront you. No, you don't. Not to me. Not that day. <laughs> not that day. Not that day. <laughs> no, I, uh, I read. You look silly. I read something pretty good the other day and, uh, I was thinking about trying this out with my son, and Rashad, you could do it too, is that if you go anywhere in public, you know, make those trips anywhere that you have to with your boy, give him a dollar every time that he says, Dad, why is that person wearing a mask? Mm-hmm. Anytime he points it out and says it loud enough for the person here. Nah, for him. For I don't know, son. Uh, that's just their own choice. Dollar. Man, my little dude is, man, he's, why, why, do, why didn't the person have a mask on? Dollar. Do they need a mask? <laughs> like, they should have a mask. I'm not going in the store, Dad. I'll stay here in the car. Oh. And I'm like, well, really? You don't want to come? Right. He's like, no, I'll stay right here. All right. Mainly because he's lazy and wants to just play on his phone. Well, that's, <laughs> so, well okay. Maybe he's got ulterior motives to that. But, yeah. hey. You know, it's good. It's safe. There's the there's the story out of Georgia. There's a camp that they were doing a summer camp. Why? I don't know. And 50% of the kids got it. And there was like 300 and some kids there. So over 100 kids got it at a summer camp. You're like, oh, great. Like kids are immune systems are probably going to be able to deal with it better. And the, the numbers are saying that it's better with kids. But we're also finding reports now of, like, there was a German study that 75% of people who had overcome coronavirus had heart issues, like swelling in the heart or some sort of a defect after it. Like, we don't know what happens with this, even if you're asymptomatic. No. We don't know the full the full length of this yet. So, yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. One more thing here before we switch gears. Uh, there is a balancing act, right? You... The, the safe thing would be to not play football, right? Probably, probably. The safe thing would not to have any sport right now. But there's the financial side of this too. And this is the worst in college football is the amount of money lost is going, if they don't play football, is going to have massive permanent effects on the athletic departments, canceling of sports, um, all that kind of stuff. So uh, Larry Scott was asked about uh, the TV money that's going to be lost. Yeah, well, we've got, you know, on average about 78 football games uh, a year that uh, we uh, control the rights to uh, because they're uh, at home or neutral site games we control the rights to. Uh, 44 of those go to ESPN and Fox. The balance go to the Pac-12 network. So when our board made the decision on July 10th that we were going to a conference-only 10-game schedule, uh, everyone understood that was going to reduce the number of games in our TV contract. And that was a decision not made lightly, made with the interest of health and safety first and foremost, but with significant financial implications. Financial implications because we're going to have less games than we normally have and uh, could result in penalties. Um, and certainly for our campuses um, that are already looking at reduced capacity and likelihood in terms of attendance now 
with reduced inventory. And, and uh, we've obviously lost some marquee non-conference games. So the financial uh, ramifications are significant, but they're secondary uh, to health and safety uh, and trying to provide opportunity no, for no. student athletes, both in football and Olympic sports in what we feel is the safest, uh, most prudent way, way possible. Uh, the details will still have to be worked out, um, but we've been in very, very close consultation, James, with ESPN and Fox and Pac-12 Networks partners through the process and, and it's fluid and we've got great partnerships and we'll work our way through it. That's the one time in these answers I thought he was, you know, full BS was, no, it's not secondary. If it was secondary, then you wouldn't be playing. That's primary. You want to play because primarily you're going to lose a ton of money by not playing. You're already losing a ton of money by even trying to play in this model, but you're going to try to recoup as much as you can. If player safety was first and foremost, college football is the worst sport in the pandemic right now that you could. Do. Absolutely. It's the worst, absolute worst. So I, I, I no, that's a lie. That's a straight up lie. It, yeah, you you can tell and you can tell he didn't even really believe that because again the the health and well-being is definitely uh first and but like you said there's a lot of implications that happen here if if there's no college football to be played a lot of people that aren't getting aren't getting paid there's going to be and obviously like you mentioned college football especially at these huge schools pays for rowing and pays for tennis and pays for all these sports that people they're not drawing large crowds for college football at ohio state is what pays for all the other sports that they have or at Texas or, you know, any major, major school. So it's just, it's one of those things like, again, they have to say these things and they have to say that that's the first and foremost for them. But if you, if you know better then then you know what it is already. Uh, uh, the, so, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the players came out today though. So we were all excited, right? Pac 12, we had schedules. We were looking at the schedules. Who's Oregon playing? Who are the beeves playing civil war or no, Nope. Not the civil war. Oregon, Oregon state moved up to week four. Uh, you're like, Oh wow. Look at all these different changes here. And then bad. the Pac 12 players came out today with uh, a little, uh, party poop in action here. It's actually not that bad, but, um, yeah, the Pac 12 players, uh, have a, a list of demands for the conference in order to play, during the pandemic. So we'll get to that next. This is Sports Sunday in the Fan. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. So we all got excited about Pac-12 football on Friday. And then yesterday i believe it was yesterday was it this morning i don't oh i think it was yesterday time time is uh time is what who knows uh pac-12 football players formed a group uh so it was players from multiple schools and they, they wrote a letter in the players tribune that's uh, Derek jeter's website if you forgot that existed because i forgot that existed for a little while where the athletes will use their voices and, and write their own articles on there um they are threatening to opt out of fall camp and playing in games unless their demands are met. They want uh, better safety regulations or more transparent safety regulations. They want fair treatment and uh, they want more concerns over racial justice for college athletes. Um, I, I would say, I think to them, the most important part is the, uh, at least the way they, in the letter, the way it sounded was the racial justice aspect of it. Um, they want to, have the conference form a permanent civic engagement task force to address social injustice 
as well as an annual Pac-12 Black College Athletes Summit with at least three athletes from every school in the conference. Um, they also want to direct 2% of conference revenue to support financial aid for low-income black students, community initiatives, and development programs for college athletes on campus. Um, but that that seems to be the most important, but the most pressing is the coronavirus stuff, saying they just want more safety protections. They want to be able to opt out, not lose a year of eligibility. Um, they want to uh, prohibit any agreements that waive liability, uh, and they want to have player-approved health and safety standards, not just conference-approved, just forced down the throat of the players. Uh, and also part of this is a little bit of the, hey, we should get paid to play kind of thing, too, um, in the background. So it's it's a trio of things that a lot of college athletes have wanted for a very long time. And to be honest, I'm kind of glad the Pac-12 players are the ones standing up now because it seems like the perfect opportunity. You're, you're, they're being put in a situation that where they're going to have their health put at risk. I'm not going to say their lives necessarily, although I'm, I'm sure somebody could die from it. But, you know, they're young and they're healthy. They're going to have their health put at risk to play football, not get paid for it, and have really inconsistent and not transparent, at least so far, health and safety protocols. Um, good on them for standing up with, for this. I don't know if it's going to go the way they want. It's really tough to stand up against a big, bad corporate conference over here, uh, especially when forever you've been, you know, basically subservient player that just, you know, oh, yes, sir, I'll take my scholarship and I'll play football and, you know, I, I won't question anything. Uh, it's good to see them standing up for themselves. And uh, I hope something gets done. I just don't know if I necessarily believe that it will. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a it's a it's a great way to start conversation, you know, uh, if you're the players. There are some things that you should absolutely ask for, and especially in the middle of this tam- pandemic, um, it's it's un, obviously it's unfair to make any athlete participate in these, and this is this is an un, this is uncharted water for everybody. And there's this, this still this unknowing of what exactly this COVID thing looks like and how you get it. And you know, there's people that have masks on that end up, you know, getting it, and it's just one of those things. So in football, where everything is about, man, there's it's physical, and there's going to be sweat, and there's going to be you know germs passed back and forth and things like that. If I'm a young player and I know that I have an opportunity to possibly go play at the next level, which is playing on Sundays, I don't want to feel like I'm being blackballed because I, I, for my health, I don't want to participate because I don't want to maybe get my family sick or get, you know, anyone else sick around me, or I don't want to, you know, per, per, or get myself personally sick. Like, I don't, I think the players should be able to opt out and not worry about if their scholarship is going to be gone or not worry about if they're going to be, in the doghouse with their coach because, you know, in football you just got to tough it out and kind of figure it out. And so I I, I love the list that they came up with. Now, I, like you, I don't think a lot of these things on this list are going to be met. But as far as how they, they're they approaching this whole thing with COVID and uh, guys opting out or opting in or anything like that, I think the players should have the opportunity to say, yeah, I don't feel comfortable playing right now. And I, until this calms down, like – I hope I don't lose my scholarship from that. Right. Uh, Oregon's Javon Holland is the Oregon representative in this group. And uh, Oregon State's Jaden Grant, cornerback, is the representative. Javon Holland's probably probably the biggest name in this group. So uh, it's, it's good to have the voice. I will say, though, um, again, in terms of the timing of this, this would be the best opportunity to get some of these things done because, frankly, the Pac-12 and other conferences are desperate, Right. Like we talked about last segment, they're going to lose so much money if they don't play football. And it's not just football that's going to lose the money. It's going to be the other sports that lose the money. And it's going to be the, you know, full athletic departments are going to have massive uh, cutting of sports and layoffs of people if they don't play football this year. 
if players and again this is a group of one player from each school but if there's a mul- a large group of players involved in this and you risk them saying oh i'm not going to play then if you don't meet these demands maybe they're more willing to talk in this instance normally they'd probably just say eh, get get the f out of here we'll yeah. play football without we'll, you well next man up but it's a little different this year and maybe because of that both the pac-12 and the ncaa will look at this and say oh crap okay, let's let's come to some concessions here. Again, I don't know how far that goes, and I don't really trust that that would happen, but it is the timing of it is smart I th- because I think, they, they need football. I think the Pac-12 is going to have to sit down and listen to these young men well, and sure. women. I, if I, would, if I, would, I would hope so. Yeah, it, because, you know, like we were talking about, man, there's the risk of them losing a whole lot of money. And if the product isn't good, even if it is, we're expecting a 10-game season or whatever, if the product isn't good, people won't watch it. You know, they'll just figure something else to watch. We've been doing it for four months, so we don't really need sports. That's kind of what we all figured out here over this last, you know, few months is that we love sports, but at the end of the day, like, we don't need them, like, as a part of our life. So if they go out there and it doesn't look good, then people will just kind of check out because those star players or star players aren't playing because they decided, you know, or either the Pac-12 decided they didn't want to give in to some of those demands or the players felt like enough of those demands weren't met. All right, let's take a break. Coming up next, it is hate it or love it. Let's see what Joe has for us today. First, he has Sports Center update. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Please, baseball, please do not. Can't, players, just do the right thing. The Yankees are 6-1, and one and they look awesome. Come on. They Don't do cancel really, the season. They do look really good right now. I've seen I've, – I've, I told you. I was going to say. The game the, – the over the over was – or the, the number's 20. I'm supposed to watch 20 games, right? Was that what it was? That's what it was. Okay. So far, I've are you I've, Are you shorting me some games just because you know you're not going to watch it? I think it? I've watched like five so far. You've watched that, five full games? No, oh, no. That wasn't the – that's not what we said. We what said, did we say? We said I had to watch to at least the fifth inning, fifth or sixth inning. Okay, so you've so, watched five or six innings of five games of so about far? about five games, yeah. Really? Now, now – Really? Now, going on Because further, I don't believe Do you. I have to act – am I actually – it's on TV, but I'm like doing work, I'm typing, I'm other stuff. Like, it's on – I'm not actively watching it, but it's on TV. I could turn to something else, but it's on TV, and I'm sitting there typing away and everything like that. I think that counts. Well, you just, are you paying attention at all? Well, yeah, I'll pay attention when there's, you know, ribbies or when there's home runs or when there's, you know, a nice, uh, yeah, I'm paying attention. You shouldn't, you listen, shouldn't have admitted that. Listen, it's on, now, it's on TV, bro. Now you're setting this up so that I can sukanic you and just spin it and just spin it so that you don't win the bet. That's, You're setting it up. You told me. I'm, how am I setting it up? It's on TV. I'm actively just like when we're watching soccer. No, you in just here. said you're not actively. Just like when we're watching soccer in here, it's on, but neither of us are actively watching it. But right. it's on, and you know, you you at least look up and acknowledge it, right? Correct. That's all I'm doing. But you, that's not the same. You said you were going to be in See, Lynch to baseball. You said that you wanted to watch more baseball. And I've been watching it. It's on. Like, not actively watching it in the background is a little bit different than watching a game. It's on my television as I'm as I'm typing. I'm literally sitting on my couch All typing right, stuff and everything All while I'm the saying, game is on. I think that counts. You're, you're off to a bad start, okay? Oh, my gosh, You're man. off to a bad start. Never, you're never satisfied, Lynch, with anything. 
Jeez Louise. Be better. <laughs> All right, Joe, what do, you, what do you have? Well, Mike, you uh, said, please, MLB, don't cancel their season. Uh, they've had please. three teams now with coronavirus concerns. The Marlins, obviously, well-documented there. The Phillies had a clubhouse manager and a coach come down with a positive test, and I think a player as well. And then uh, the Cardinals are now having some problems. And then uh, I saw... The Reds today, too. Ah, wonderful. Yep. And then I uh, saw something across the newswire a day or two ago saying that the MLB told networks and uh, to basically get your programming ready for next week just in case we have to basically cancel games. So, hater to love it, the MLB season will be canceled within the next week. I'm going to hate it. Um, there's a... Well, again, we talked about with Pac-12 last segment. It's the Larry Scott thing. It's they need the season. They want the money from the season. So they're going to push as far as far as they can go until absolutely necessary. Now, they've lost a lot of games. There's been a lot of postponements. If you look at your whatever sports app you use, it's baseball. It's like postpone, 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 postpone. I want to say 24 in total so far. Games total. Yeah. yeah. Um, but within the next week, I don't think so. Uh, I, I'm very hopeful for this, and maybe this is a, uh, you know, baseball colored glasses hope. But I hope the players look at this and go, OS, we need to do better if we want to play, right? If we want to play, we can't do whatever the Marlins were doing, whether the rumors of a strip club are true or not. We can't not have masks on in the clubhouse. They're only being tested every other day. In the bubbles, the players are getting tested daily. Baseball is not in the bubble, and they're not testing daily. So they don't have this, like, false sense of security of, like, well, we're all in the bubble, and we're all testing negative, so it's fine. It's, oh, well, we're getting tested every other day, and we're switching cities, and we're going to hotels, and we're going home. I mean, there's so many ways to be exposed. They have to be a 1,000% perfect in order for the season to go on. So I hope... That teams are looking at this and going, oh, okay, okay, we'll, we'll switch this up. Um, I forget which manager it was. He said that after this happened, he goes, yeah, we had to take a hard look in the mirror and say, are we doing a good enough job at this? And uh, the, only, the only team I've heard that's doing great is the Cubs. New manager David Ross has really got them dialed in on this. Everyone else apparently has got a little bit of an inconsistency, so hopefully this pushes them that, in that right direction. So I'll say, hey, it doesn't get canceled within the week because teams actually try. Uh, to be safe. I'll, I'll say hate, but I do think it'll come within the next couple weeks. Uh, I think there's uh, too much money to be lost. Baseball is like, this whole thing about the baseball season it seems rushed. They didn't seem like they put a whole lot of thought into what they were doing. Like, it was going to be 100 games. No, it's going to be 60. There should be testing on, like, there's there's no bubble, so they can't keep anybody safe like they're doing for hockey, like they're doing for basketball. Like you mentioned, Lynch, there's all these other elements outside, man. Mike Trout just had a baby, so is he going to want to really be playing and be around his new, brand new, you know, brand new baby? That's a thing that a lot of people aren't really thinking about, especially as you're able to go home and able to be in different elements, able to go to strip clubs if you really want to, because you know that most of these guys are actually doing that. So I do think it'll be canceled just because you can't control so many things. The NBA can control that setting. Hockey can control that setting. I think baseball could have done some type of of, of bubble, you know what I'm saying? Considering they multiple bubbles. Yeah, they could have done multiple. It didn't have to be just one, but they could have done multiple bubbles to make sure that everybody, you know, was able to do things safely. So I do think it's coming. I just think it's going to be maybe a week and a half because I don't know if they want to miss that much money. All right. 
So uh, we're going from MLB to the NBA Blazers. They beat Memphis on Friday. They're now two and a half games back. But if you look at their schedule, it's, uh, it's kind of tough. They got the Celtics today. I'm pretty sure they got uh, the Mavericks at one point, Clippers, Nuggets, Rockets. I mean, it's it's not an easy road for them. So, hate or love it, the Blazers will force a play-in game. Oh, I, <laughs> I love it. You know I love it, man. I think the Blazers are one of those teams that are really poised for a, a good run. They got all their players back. It's like a brand new uh, life that these guys have all of a sudden. And for every Blazer fan, it was great to see Nurkic back on the floor. It was great to see uh, Carmelo doing his thing for a little bit. So moving forward, do I think the Blazers could be one of those teams to rattle off six wins or seven wins absolutely i do man houston is a good team but houston has its has its problems denver is a good team but denver is still trying to work some things out the clippers they are still terrible trying to work, in their yeah the, the clippers are still trying to work some things out philadelphia is up and down because Embiid and and ben Simmons still can't play with each other dallas outside i mean luca is a problem so that's going to be uh an issue and then you have brooklyn and, and so i think there's a a bunch of games in there just like, man, and, and a toss-up, yeah, I could see the Blazers beating Boston. And on top of that, listen, the Blazers, not a great road team. Hadn't been a great road team for a long time. None of these games are on the road. So home court doesn't really matter. You can put Actually, their little, they're all on the road. Can, yeah, all these are, right? And so you, <laughs> you can put the little banner of Boston or in, in the background on the on the LED board or whatever you do. But at that none of that matters at this point. So do I think they can beat Boston? Yes. All the teams I'm looking at, I can say, man, I can see the Blazers winning that game, especially when you've got two bigs now that can compete with some with with Embiid. So now you've got Whiteside and Nurkic that can get, give him a, I can say, a hard time, but tougher time. So yes, man, I absolutely see the Blazers playing in that play-in series and winning that play-in series. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say love as well, especially because the Pelicans lost their first two games in the bubble. The Pelicans schedule was gifted to them by the NBA to try to get Zion in the playoffs. I am, I know it's a conspiracy theory, but I, it's not. They want Zion versus That's LeBron in the first <laughs> round more than anything else. Uh, the Pelicans losing the first two games is huge. Uh, the Blazers, I think, have to win tonight's game against the Celtics. I know that all the teams they're playing are tough, but I view the Celtics game as one of the more winnable this ones. This is the hardest one they'll have, I think. This is the hardest one they'll I have? I think so. I think this is one of the easier ones they'll have. Really? Of the winnable games, yeah. If Kemba's playing, I think this is the toughest game they have uh, during the stretch. Jason uh, Tatum is a problem. Well, but all the teams they're playing are a problem for the most part, right? The Rockets will be tough. The Nuggets will be tough. The Clippers obviously will be tough. Um, I think the Celtics are beatable. It's just that's how I look at it. So I hope they win today. I think the Blazers will be the team that is in the play-in game against the eighth seed. Hell, if the Grizzlies can't play well, maybe the Blazers will be the eighth seed. Now imagine that eight games and you make up a four or a three and a half game uh, deficit. That'd be really, really difficult. So love they'll be in that game. I don't know if they'll win that series. If they're not the eighth seed, it's tough to win two games in a row against the same team. Uh, but I think they'll be in that game for sure. So love. All right. And on to our final one. NFL, we're starting to see more and more players opt out for certain reasons. Um, trying to think of some of the bigger names, none that are too, like, uh, I don't know, top 50 player, top 25, you know, uh, Damian Williams running back for the Chiefs. I saw Nate Salder, solid offensive lineman for the Giants. But no huge names that have uh, opted out just yet, but hate it or love it. A starting quarterback will opt out of the NFL season. Hmm. I made this the poll question a couple of days ago. Uh, that's a tough one. I, I'm going to go ahead and say love. Look, that's 32 starting quarterbacks. Uh, and you're telling me that not one of them will sit there and look at the situation and go, I don't think it's worth it to play in this pandemic, whether it's 
uh, someone who's looking to have a contract situation coming up soon or a veteran with a family who maybe is more susceptible or a player who's had uh, a lot of surgeries in his life and, and you know, has, has issues that he's always going to the doctor for and doesn't want to get exposed. I think there's so many different things that you could say as a quarterback and say, you know what, I'm going to sit out the year. Um, so I'll say love. I bet you, I bet you one of them does. Maybe it's a team that doesn't have too much of a chance, right? Um, or someone just trying to protect themselves or someone just having babies, right? We saw Mike Trout really wrestle with this, this idea. He's the best player in baseball by far. And he said, I don't know if I want to play because my wife is pregnant. I'm about to have a kid. I, I, don't, I don't know if I want to risk my family for this. So I could see uh, certainly a quarterback doing it. So sure. Love Man, my whole team opted out, you know, so <laughs> the Patriots have like what? <laughs> my eight? whole team opted out, you know what I mean? This, this season. So, uh, but I, I love it as well. You know, there again, 32 teams in the NFL. Uh, m- most quarterbacks are considered smart players or they're supposed to at least. And so it wouldn't shock me if somebody, especially somebody that's a little more uh, into reading and understands really what's happening right now would be like, yeah, I don't want to play. And I don't think we're going to put my family. And especially at, like Lynch Smith said, you mentioned Mike Trout, especially these guys that have men, young babies and young kids and stuff like that. And if you're not going to be able to do a bubble type of situation and keep everything contained, I think you're going to have more and more people that aren't going to want to be in that situation. And then the football team, unlike a basketball team, you're talking, what is it? Is it 50? Eight guys now, fifty nine. Uh, yeah, I'm trying on, to think on the of... team on the on the uh, on the active roster. Yeah, they bumped it up. I yeah. think it's like it was fifty three, so that's like fifty five. It's a different number like based on COVID too. Yeah. They already announced it's even higher. Yeah. yeah, and so I mean, but now again, you you expand the risk because now you have more people around that possibly could contract it and everything. So uh, I, I can absolutely see a quarterback coming out. But I'll tell you this: things won't be taken seriously until a quarterback comes out and says, and, unless it's man. Uh, uh, Ezekiel Elliott or something like that, like one of the bigger name, like running backs that that opts out. Man, if the first quarterback that does it, man, they're going to. And we already saw uh, Matt Stafford, you know, uh, get to, or get tested positive for COVID. So would it be crazy to, if he was like, you know what, I'm gonna sit out for the rest of the season. This isn't cool. Not really. All right, Rashad won. I know. All <laughs> right. Well, yep. There yeah. you go. Where's my winner sound? Oh, there we go. Circle again. Yeah, Joe didn't like my points today, but that's okay. It happens. It's been a while. Thank it's you, been a Joe. couple of weeks for Rashad. I appreciate it. All right, well, I needed this one. Uh, I was going to talk about baseball, but if you don't want to talk about baseball, that's we fine. can talk baseball. Mike, man. you have all Wednesday night to do that. Okay. Well, you I'm guys just, have a whole baseball show. I'm right? just telling you what my plan was. Listen to the get, hot corner you know Wednesday what? nights. Thank you, and listen to beers on us. Mike Lynch, Patrick Harris. Absolutely. Did I tell you that we're making a beer? We're you, making a you beer. You did. Yeah. You did. Tell us about that. Listen, Lynch is going to tell us about his beer. Oh yeah, okay. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Winning. I love this song. It's inspirational. I lift weights to this. I don't know. We all have that weird song. But I, mean, uh, I think all my songs are probably weird to most people that I lift weights to, but you know. It's cool. I mean, I like Chop Suey, our, our, our old uh, entrance, like, our, like our old song. Suey. Uh, oh, yeah, that was our hour two open. Yes, yeah. it was. You know, so uh, make sure you guys check out um, the hot corner with Harrison Lynch. You know, and I think my guy Joe Fish is, you know, on the ones and twos back there making things happen. That's every Wednesday at seven. 
But um, Lynch decided he, or a while ago, he and Harris, Patrick, that is, started to do a podcast. Yes. The podcast actually started going really, really well. And now you can listen to it on it's on almost everywhere that you can get podcasts uh it's on radio.com apple podcasts google play omni stitcher 1080thefan.com if you want to so go he's old legit school. this isn't just a, like a an instagram and facebook type of podcast this is a real it's the real is thing that throwing shade at yourself rashad possibly <laughs> so so <laughs> see, he started his own podcast which is also pretty cool but it's on facebook and he's like this is a legit podcast no but no for real this That's is a, so they're paying, both legit this is a paying podcast but well they've been doing this for so long i'm doing such a great job at it man great podcast my guy thank you um that they have received an offer to get their own beer and soon will have their own beers on us beer is that is ba- that a real thing uh yeah basically um we are collabing with uh Berlick brewing who are big uh, listeners of the podcast and and uh friends of the podcast i guess you could say and if they're listening to this for some reason drink um that's a little inside joke because whenever we bring them up they have to drink um and uh, we reached out to them because our two-year anniversary of the podcast is uh well, it was probably about a couple days ago now i think it was late july and we're like hey for our two years, we were planning on reaching out and seeing if anyone wanted to make a beer with us. Now with COVID, we're not really sure if that's possible. Uh, so we reached out to them, and uh, they got back to us, and we met in the backyard, socially distanced, of one of the Barrelick guys, and uh, met and talked the beer, and yeah, we're making a beer with them. We got a beer that's coming awesome. out in about three weeks, three or four weeks from now, late August. It's a West Coast IPA. It's going to be called Beer of the Week after the segment in our podcast that we do every single week. It will be made with uh, hops that Patrick and I chose for the most part. Uh, Patrick's choice was Strata hops. My choice was Mosaic hops. And then they're adding Simcoe in to balance it out. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a West Coast IPA, 7-ish percent, and very, very excited about it. That's awesome. Very and excited. I have a uh, a Bloody Mary named after after me. Really? No, not really. You know, but. <laughs> well, maybe you have, like, a famous I, story at a bar naming a drink after you. No, I'm not that famous at bars. You know, I don't, I don't really get anything. But. Uh, and so have you got a chance to uh, hear anything about like how really how much how much do you know about the actual beer making process? Uh, I've learned a decent amount from doing the podcast. Um, basically, the whole point of the podcast is so Patrick works in the industry. Right. He works at Breakside and uh, I am the consumer. Right. So he's the expert. I'm the consumer. And we're like, it's a learning process. It's a journey for both of us. Um, so I've learned a little bit about it. I, I think because of COVID, we're not going to be able to be involved in quite as many of the actual like brewing things because uh Berlick's not letting people not who who don't work there into the brewery right now um but i've learned about like you know when you put the hops in and bright tanks and moving things here and there and it's you know I'm, i don't i don't i'm not going to pretend like i have some sort of perfect idea of the system of it but i've gotten a better idea about it yeah so i yeah i mean i, I wish i could be more involved but uh i'm just glad we're having a beer made and all <laughs> no that's that's awesome joe if you can have any drink made after you're named after you which what kind of drink would it be that is a good question. Um, you know, I don't. I'm not a big cocktail guy, mostly because I'm uh, I'm broke, and you know, don't really want to like spend like ten bucks on a drink. Mm-hmm. But I will say that the homemade cocktails Joe- are still good, Joe. Oh, your headphones are off. Homemade cocktails are still good. Oh, yes, yes, they are. Um, but uh, I would say that I'm very happy that the Joe IPA from um, who's that? Uh, Tenborough. They they have a good beer there. I, I very much like the Joe IPA. It's okay. a, it's a. They've done a good job with that one. I'm glad that the na- uh, beer with my name on it isn't a total, you know, piece of crap. So I, I like that. Huh. 
I mean, the answer for me is beer, obviously, but uh, and we're getting one, sort of. That's awesome. I'm very excited. If any whiskey company is out there and wants to make a tailor-made oh. whiskey, then, man, feel free to contact me. Use my face for your, your label, all that <laughs> stuff. Whatever we can do, it should be smooth. I found something out very cool yesterday, two days ago maybe. So Metallica, you know Metallica. I know Metallica. Uh, they have their own whiskey company. And what they do, and I, I don't know if it makes a difference at all, but their sales pitch is they play a certain set list of songs into the barrel while the, or on the barrel while the whiskey is aging. And then they sell that whiskey based on the songs that were played to it. And each person in the band has their own like set list that they're picking. And I looked at the website. Again, I have no idea if this does anything. But as a fan of Metallica, I thought it was pretty cool. I was like, ooh, it's a pretty this one has this song and this song. Like, I'd try that one. <laughs> Again, I have no idea if it's different or not. No, but it's I pretty mean, cool. No, I thought that was pretty cool. That's a cool thing. You know, it's kind of like in Ghostbusters when they played, uh, they put the slime in the toaster. You know what I mean? And they played uh, Charlie, or was it Charlie Wilson? Yeah. Play that to him. I guess, cool. sort of. Kind of. You I know mean, what I mean? Kind of. Who knows? Like, you might start rocking yeah. as soon as you have this. Like, wait a minute. I feel dangerous. <laughs> I feel like Lars Ort. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> let me go. Let's go. All right. That's going to do it for us today. Thank you guys for listening. The podcast will be up after the show. Uh, 1080thefan.com, radio.com app, anywhere you find podcasts for the most part. Uh, Les Schwab Tires podcast. And uh, we'll be back next week. Sports are back. Hopefully baseball stays back. And we'll have a lot to talk about. Blazers are playing. Hockey's going on. Timbers are in the semifinals. By the way, go Timbers. Great win yesterday over New York City FC. Down one nothing. Come back to win 3-1. Really, really nice goal by Andy Polo at the end, too, if you haven't seen it. Even if you don't like soccer, go watch Andy Polo's goal. It's great. Uh, we'll be back next week, 9 to 11. Have a very good rest of your Sunday. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.